This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith, corks one into right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host. Brett McMillan. Welcome to the July 31st, 2018 edition of the program. My name is Brett McMillan. Glad that you could be with us this week. There is a lot going on here in the last couple of weeks. We've seen great performances from some young pitchers. Of course, Mike Schilt is now the interim manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, and there have been some trades occurring too. So just lots and lots and lots happening. And with that in mind, uh, we're going to actually turn to some alumni news as fun as the current stuff is i've been sitting on andy van slyke for a while a conversation with him and so we are going to bring that to you in just a little bit plus hear what bob costas had to say about st louis and kmox radio of course bob got his start here in the stl and he went into the national baseball hall of fame on july 28th so hear from bob costas his reflections on living and working in st louis how it shaped him as a man and a broadcaster. That is coming up here in just a little bit. But we do want to take a moment to remind you that 2018 marks the 25th anniversary of the movie The Sandlot. And on Tuesday, August 14th, the Cardinals are celebrating this baseball classic. If you purchase a special themed ticket, fans can choose between a Cardinals ham bobblehead, the character from the movie, or a Cardinals squints bobblehead, also another one of those great characters from that all-time baseball classic film. Head on over to cardinals.com theme to get your tickets. You're killing me, Smalls. Uh, go get your tickets at cardinals.com theme. Alrighty, as I said at the top, there's so much going on in the world of Cardinal baseball, and uh, I think you probably have gotten a lot of that, just having the radio and the television on, having... Twitter or Facebook or Cardinals.com up or MLB.com or whatever it might be. So I don't know that there's a whole heck of a lot that we could chew on here in the podcast with some of the changes that you probably haven't already heard at this point. Now, we might have some conversations that came out of those moves here in the coming weeks. We'll see. But uh, for right now, I figured maybe a little change of pace would be something that would just be different than what you've seen maybe other places that you're consuming Cardinals media right now. And for that reason, our main conversation today is with Andy Van Slyke. Of course, he played four years for the Cardinals from 1983 to 1986. We talked about playing for Whitey, why he's still so involved with the Cardinals, despite having played other places longer and having coached other places after playing. And we also touch on what he's up to now. He's not involved with baseball, uh, at least Major League Baseball or any of its clubs, directly to the best of my knowledge. So, I asked him, what are you doing now? And I think that the answer is probably going to be surprising to you. It was surprising to me. That conversation was recorded, by the way, when Scott was in for a Budweiser bash. Those are also great events. Uh, You get a special ticket, and then you get a bobblehead of the alumni who is in, and he'll sign it for you live and in person, which is pretty cool. The Budweiser bash, if you want to be part of it, see the schedule, purchase tickets, head on over to cardinals.com slash budbash 
There are two more here in the 2018 season, uh, I believe, still to come. So you'll want to make sure to check those out. Some pretty cool names, too, if I do recall. Again, cardinals.com slash Bud Bash. That's where we recorded this conversation was before he went to sign for some fans. So here it is, former Cardinal outfielder Andy Van Slyke on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Doing this kind of stuff, interacting with the fans, why do you enjoy getting to come back and kind of relive those years in St. Louis a little bit? Well, I live here, first of all, so I, you know I'm still connected to the community, have been since 1983 uh, when I got called up in June. So um, it just gives me an opportunity to say thank you because I felt such great support when I was playing here. What are you up to nowadays? Uh, I do a little bit of, uh, do some lessons for kids, um, visit some prisons, and, and so um, I'm a little busy, but I still got time for the grandkids. Visiting prisons, that's an interesting one. I don't hear a lot of alumni talk about that. Yeah. What, uh, what does that entail? Like, what's the message there? The message is that uh, there's salvation outside of this world through Jesus Christ. So um, it gives me an opportunity to, to meet some needs that, uh, I feel blessed, you know, having done what I've done in my life and just want to give back. What did you enjoy most about playing here? Not even so much the fans, because we kind of touched on that, but those groups in the 80s. I mean, that was some really, really special baseball teams. I think, you know, playing on, on those teams, first of all, I learned an awful lot about playing at the major league level because you had such great leadership with Ozzie Smith and Jack Clark and, and, and Tommy Herr and guys like that. But, uh, you know, watching the way Whitey managed the club and let his players really play, I think that was the most exciting thing about it is, you know, he, tried, he didn't get involved. He let us play. And he managed the bullpen um, when he had to, and he just let us play. And I think that's really how you learn to play at the big league level. You let your guys play, and if they make a mistake, you let them know it and move on. For you as a young guy getting that taste of the postseason in 85, being on that great team in 85, how do you think maybe that shaped you for the rest of your career, having been to October and, and done it at a high level? Well, again, you know, you know, in 1985, I've only been in the big leagues about a year and a half. And so um, watching the way guys go about their work every day, I think, was the greatest example because you're not going to perform at the level you want every game. But if you prepare yourself to perform at the highest level every game, your chances of performing at the highest level during the game increase. And, and I think a lot of young players don't realize that. And when you see Isaac Smith taking extra ground balls and you see guys taking extra hitting and doing it the right way, it doesn't mean you stay out there for hours. It just means you do it the right way with the right attitude. You should get better. And I think that's the greatest thing that I learned when I was here. And I was able to take that over to Pittsburgh and hopefully influence some young guys over there. What do you think the, the part of your game, as you look back and kind of analyze your career, the part of your game that maybe set you apart as you got into Major League Baseball and as you developed into the player you were going to be? I think um, two things. Defensively, I, was, I had an aptitude that um, you can't teach. I had an ability to, to, to get a good jump on the ball, read the ball, have, you know, basically knew where it was going to be in the outfield be, before it left the infield, and also running the bases. Um, I took a lot of pride in running the bases, and I thought I did it well. Scott, being a big leaguer too, there's a lot of pride making the big leagues, I'm sure, but then to have a son that does it too, compare and contrast those for me. It's so much harder watching. Um, I'm much more critical um, uh, watching games and when he's playing, and, and then when I watch another game, it's like I don't even really pay attention. So it's. When he's playing and, and I got my eyes focused on the game, it's, uh, it's amazing how you can hyper-focus 
just when you, because your kids are involved. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. After he got to the big leagues, would you work out with him and kind of say, hey, I'm, I'm seeing this when you're at the plate or when you're in the field? Like, maybe think about and it And I kind of leave it up to him. If he's got, you know, if I get a sense that he wants to hear something. But, you know, it's his career. And, you know, at this point, he's 31 years old. So he has a pretty good idea what it takes to, to perform. Over the years when he's been in the big leagues, have you seen kind of yourself in him when you will watch a game? Yeah, I think, you know, I think instinctively he's a good baseball player. I don't think, you know, he's, he could run like me. Maybe he can't quite throw like me, but he's got more power than I ever had. So, um, but his, his aptitude, again, towards the game is, is, is very, very good. Was it something that you were hoping he would do, like take to baseball, whether he made it to the big leagues or not, or did that happen it, naturally? It, it really doesn't matter. I, it, you know, I got three other boys, and I want them to do what they love to do in, in this world, and that was really the most important message I gave my kids. If it was baseball, football, you know, playing the piano, whatever they wanted to do, I was all in for them. Is there a favorite memory that you have from your time with the Cardinals? Oh gosh, there's just too many of them. You know, um, standing on deck watching Jack Clark hit the home run. Um, uh, meeting, uh, you know, meeting Izzy at home plate when he hit the home run against the Dodgers. That happened, you know, back-to-back -back games. You know, I mean, it doesn't get any more exciting than that when, when Izzy Smith wins a game with a home run and then Jack Clark uh, out in L.A. does a couple days later. It, uh, those are probably the most memorable days as a Cardinal. A lot of times guys will say, I had a feeling about this moment. I've heard Whitey say that before uh, about some moments with Tom Wallace uh, in 87. We were talking to him last year. Did you have a feeling about either one of those games in, in 85, Ozzy? I was too scared. I had no I, The only feeling I had was fear. <laughs> I was just afraid. <laughs> How do you overcome that? I mean, Experience. Um, you know, that, that funny thing is, when, again, you know, when I moved on and my career got, got longer, all that fear subsided. I wanted to be in those situations after watching the 85 series. So, again, a lot of times you have to fail before you learn. It's a lot like life. Thanks to Andy for his time. He had a really unique hustle. I know that that is really popular with Cardinal fans, and he was a popular player during his four years here in St. Louis. I appreciated the chance to meet him and to talk to him. Uh, for this episode of the podcast. Bob Costas, also appreciated by Cardinal fans. And, of course, he began his career at KMOX as a 22-year-old Syracuse grad in 1974. Bob Highland and that great KMOX sports staff back in the day helping to really shape Bob into the man that he has become uh, behind the microphone on television. And that was all starting on radio back in 74 right here in St. Louis. Bob took part in KMOX's sports open line programs back in the day, and also when St. Louis had a professional basketball team, still not the Hawks of the NBA, but the Spirits of St. Louis of the ABA, Bob was the voice of the Spirits. I'm sure there are just tales for days from those road trips, but uh, Bob stuck to baseball for the most part as he went into the Baseball Hall of Fame on July the 28th. Bob's an icon in broadcasting and pop culture. You've seen him everywhere from the Olympics to Sunday Night Football on NBC and even, of course, Major League Baseball Network now where he does uh, games now and again. We'll see him in St. Louis even. He'll have a Cardinal game. And for so many years, he was doing baseball for NBC as well. Well-deserved for Bob Costas. Here's what he had to say about St. Louis, KMLX Radio, and he said it in front of a national audience as he gave his speech being inducted to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. I will also always be grateful to the great fans of St. Louis. The, argue, the argument about what the best baseball town is is pointless. 
There are several who can make a case. They all have their individual charms and history and appeal. But St. Louis has to be somewhere on that list. The combination of passion and knowledge and civility and history and tradition. And in the 1980s, when I was making whatever mark I made nationally in baseball, St. Louis was a great place to be around the game. Not just the games you broadcast, but the games you attended with your children and with your friends, just to be around baseball and to soak up the atmosphere. And first Whitey Herzog, and then Joe Torre, and then Tony La Russa, and Hall of Fame players like Ozzie Smith, and Bob Gibson, and Lou Brock, and Bruce Souter, and Red Shane Deans, whom we just lost, and of course Stan Musial. They couldn't have been kinder to me. And those Herzog teams of the 80s played an exciting and nuanced style of baseball that really rewarded those who loved and paid attention to the game. And even though I never broadcast Cardinal games specifically, I was a baseball guy, St. Louis was my home, and people there treated me like one of their own, and they still do, and I'll always be grateful for that. Costas had a pretty profound impact on another St. Louis broadcaster, and that is current KMOX sports director Tom Ackerman. Now, he sat down with us for a Cardinals Insider TV piece that we were putting together on Costas a few weeks ago. Here's a story of how a teenage Ackerman first met the great Bob Costas. My father passed away of a heart attack suddenly when I was almost 18 years old, and my graduation gift was to go to a one-week sportscasters camp at UMSL, University of Missouri-St. Louis. It was the week that my father passed away. So when my dad died and the funeral was held, um, it was a tough week and I did not go to the camp. But on the last day I saw that Bob Costas was speaking. So I went and I listened to him speak and he was somebody that of course I looked up to. And afterwards I went up to him with my binder, you know, and I met him and asked him if he would sign it, and he signed it. And the director of the camp, as I was walking away and left, said, Bob, that young man right there, his, his dad passed away earlier this week. Bob said, give me his number, I'll call him. So I get a phone call at home. My mom said, I think you want to take this phone call. I'm like, I don't really want to talk to anybody. She said, it's Bob Costas. So I picked up the phone. I'm like, Bob, how are you? I'm well, how are you? And, and we started talking about my dad and what we had gone through. And as it turns out, his father also passed away when he was 18. And we had a nice long talk about what I wanted to do with my career. And ever since then, we've kept in touch. And he's followed along and has been a really important person in my life, someone that I can call every once in a while and get a piece of advice from. And I told him just a couple of weeks ago before his induction, that I always will and always have looked at him, not as a sportscaster, but as the person who did that for me. Greatness and class wear awful well together, and by all accounts, Bob Costas, a sterling example of both of those. Congrats again to him on his induction to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I know there were a lot of fans in St. Louis when he was here, still a lot of fans, and he certainly has a tender spot in his heart for St. Louis, and that's pretty cool to see. Hey, a worthwhile night at the ballpark is returning for 2018. Fox Sports Midwest and the Cardinals are proud to announce Military Appreciation Night on Wednesday, August 15th. Fans who purchase a special-themed ticket receive a cards cap similar to the cap that the club wore on the field for Memorial Day 2017. That, by the way, is an Army green hat with a camo bill, 
Super cool looking. Get your tickets now at cardinals.com slash theme. That's the show for today. Special thanks to Andy Van Slyke for joining us. Next week, we're going to have Brad Lefton on the program. Now, maybe you've never heard of Brad before, but he's a St. Louis native, and he covered both Ichiro and some other big-name Japanese players for both American and Japanese newspapers. Brad is fluent, both speaking and writing in Japanese. He's a fascinating guy. was kind enough to sit down with me at the winter warm-up back in January, and we talked for, goodness, I'd have to check the tape, but I think it was probably at least 20 minutes, maybe closer to 30. And he's got fun stories about being uh, Sotoguchi's translator when So first got to St. Louis. If you are a fan of Sotoguchi, and most of us are, let's be honest, you're going to want to check that out. That drops on Tuesday, August the 7th. You can subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss it at cardinals.com slash podcast. Or if you are a iPhone Apple user, you can check it out on iTunes or in the Apple Podcast app. You simply just search Cardinals Insider. The thumbnail is going to have our logo, so you will see it. If it says Cardinals Insider, that is what you're looking for. We'd love to get your feedback, by the way, too. We take guest suggestions, and we do it all via email. It'll come right to me individually. Check it out, podcast with an S at cardinals.com. Love, love, love hearing from listeners and really appreciate that you took the time to listen today. Great to be with you as always. For everybody at Cardinals Insider, my name is Brett McMillan. We'll talk to you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.